Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and joining me as ever on our weekly look ahead to the weekend's football is Greg Brown and how's it going Greg? Yeah, hello, good thank you, I'm okay. Good, uh, we've got quite a bit to get through this week um, and uh, I guess with all the football coming back this weekend we've got plenty to choose from but that's not always <laughs> the recipe for success, sometimes there's just too much to get through isn't there? <laughs> no, I often find that less is more when it comes to looking at cards, especially now given the fact that Almost every league is now back playing. So it's probably the busiest weekend of football we've probably had since March. Yeah. Which isn't a good thing in terms of the fact that most of these leagues have just returned. Yeah. So I would just tread carefully over the next few weeks. Um, great to have England back. And I think we'll probably venture there quite a lot um, over the coming season. But I'm letting things just kind of settle in for the first few weeks. And I think yeah. that's probably the same with the device for kind of Germany, Italy, Spain, etc. Yeah. We're going to stay focused on Belarus and Scotland this week. We're going to touch on England a wee bit um, towards the end of the podcast, but uh, certainly our main focus will remain in Scotland and Belarus uh, for the time being. And last week, uh, good little return in Scotland for us, two winners there. Yeah, so Kilmarnock won at 4-5, and I must admit, at half-time, it wasn't looking good with Kilmarnock down to 10 men. Mm-hmm. Um, so really pleased Kilmarnock ended up getting a second goal in the second half. Which was a really good win for them, to be fair. Yeah. Really good win for Kilmarnock with 10 men. And Hibs were great on Sunday. They hit six corners. I think we had Hibs to hit four or more. And again, that Hibs to hit four or more market, or teams to hit four or more corners, has yeah. been tremendous for us. It really has. Game. It's been yeah. my best market now for the last four or five months. Yeah. And it's delivered, I need to check the stats on it, but it is a market that delivers uh, very consistently. Yeah, but it was a, a rare blank drawn in Belarus at the weekend. Uh, we weren't able to make it 15 out of 16 winning apps, but the record still stands at 14 out of 16, which is pretty good going. Yeah, so Minsk able to score against Grodno. And looking at the stats, I think they were well in the game. Um, although they lost 2-0, I think it was a pretty even match. I was distraught though, to find out, I think I saw on Twitter, um, FC Minsk were even money to hit four corners. <laughs> so it's a market that I kind of missed out on because um, I was kind of focused on Minsk to score but yeah it's one of those weekends in, in Belarus we've not had many of them uh, so keen to get back to winning ways in Belarus this weekend Yeah we'll touch on that later on the podcast as well things starting to get really exciting there in terms of the title race as well which we'll cover very very shortly um, now Tonight we've got Scottish teams in action in Europe. Um, that means that there's half of the fixtures this weekend are played on Sunday. Um, and pretty much, yeah, quite tricky ties for most of the teams in, uh, in Scotland over the course of the evening. Yeah, I would say so. I think Celtic obviously should comfortably uh, win in Riga. Yeah. I think um, Neil Lennon suggesting it'll be a tougher game than people may think. But you would still expect Celtic to win that comfortably. But yeah, the other three games are really tough. I think Aberdeen, uh, goodbye European football for another season, I think. They've got a really tough task in, in Portugal yeah. against Sporting Lisbon. So I think um, anything other than defeat would be a massive surprise there. Yeah. Obviously, it'd be great to see Aberdeen go through, but yeah. I think it's very unlikely. Yeah, well, it's uh, tricky. And Motherwell, really tough trip to, to Israel. So obviously, I've posted that on the channel this um at the start of the week. I think Beersheba um, probably just a little bit too much quality 
and it's been a really tough week or so for Motherwell. They've travelled to Northern Ireland to play in the Europa League last week. They then travelled to Aberdeen, which they actually got a really good result, which we'll touch upon in a minute. Um, they're now travelling to Israel, and having checked the weather forecast in Israel, it's 33 degrees today there. Nice. Now, <laughs> it, 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 very nice. I'd love to be there right now. But from a football perspective, Scottish teams, and I've, I've seen this firsthand um, watching St Johnson play in Europe in really hot climate, it's, and it's really tough. It's energy sapping, mm-hmm. something that the uh, Beersheba players will be used to. So I think um, it's a tough, tough ass for Motherwell. I don't think they'll be embarrassed by any stretch of the imagination, but I think Beersheba will just have enough quality to get through. And finally, Rangers travel to Holland in a match again. Be a tough match for Rangers, but again, you'd expect them to to progress. Yeah, I mean, one thing Stephen Gerrard has done is made Rangers a really tough team to beat in Europe. That's where he's probably got his best results since being in the hot seat at Ibrox. So, no surprise to see them as short as four to five to qualify from that one. So, yeah, best of luck to all the teams in Europe tonight. Hopefully, we'll get more than... More than two Half. through. <laughs> be nice to get more than two is a bonus. I think we get two through, that'd be good. Yeah, Any more than that will be fantastic. It would be great. Um, so that we'll maybe touch on again later on the podcast. That may have some bearing on the matches at the weekend, as you said, Motherwell. You know, been on their travels quite a lot the last uh, seven to ten days. Aberdeen good trip to Portugal as well, so um, we'll see how that affects things at the weekend. But we're going to start off with uh, a game on Saturday, which is Hamilton v Dundee United, and another uh, big win for Dundee United at the weekend. I thought they were really impressive against St Mirren. Uh, they won two one against Ten Man St Mirren, and it could have been a lot more from what I've seen in terms of the highlights. Yeah, it was. It was a big match for United. So I think of the fact that they've lost their last three games. Um, St Mirren came into that match off the back of a pretty good performance against Celtic, in which they lost 2-1. So it was a match just to kind of sit back and watch and fold last weekend. But as you say, I think United were very worthy of the three points. I think they were just above even money to win that match. And they're just above even money on Saturday, away to, away to Hamilton. So... Great to see Lauren Shankman back in the, the scoring chart. His yep. first goal of the season. Obviously, yep. we spoke about Shankman a lot last season and he was scoring lots of goals in the Championship. And obviously, he's been plagued by injury in the early part of this season. But it's absolutely no surprise that in his first start, I think it was this season, he, he grabbed his first goal. And to be fair, it was a cracking goal he scored. Yeah, lovely finish. So I think for United, they'll be delighted to have him back. And I think if you've got a goal scoring in your team, it always helps. I guess that was one of the main issues with United, is where the goals would come from. But it was a massive three points for them. And they travelled to Hamilton, who have had a typical kind of Hamilton season so far. Inconsistent. Don't often put a run of wins together. But they did get a couple of really good wins, obviously, away to Motherwell. And they also got a win away at Livy. So I think they are doing what they always do and make it really difficult. Yeah, it's really and, difficult to know what to make of Hamilton. I mean, those... Those two wins on their own merit were, were particularly impressive, you know, to win against Motherwell and uh, to win away at Livingston, but they've not picked up a point at New Douglas Park yet. No, I, just, not. I don't know what to make of them, to be honest. I think Ross County went there and were de- deserved winners. Rangers comfortably won 2 0. And who else did they play? St Mirren. St Mirren, yeah. yeah. So I think it's a tough game for Hamilton. United, for me, are probably a little bit short. I think given the fact that they are the wayside, um, if I was to pick a winner here, it would be United. 
But I yeah. think for me, in terms of the angle for this match, it's going to be corners again. I think both sides have been really impressive this season for corners. Looking at Hamilton, for example, they are hitting um, well almost six corners a game at home. Mm-hmm. And bearing in mind they have played Rangers, but looking through Hamilton's matches, they hit nine v Ross County, six v Rangers. They hit eight at Celtic Park on the opening day, and they hit eight against Kilmarnock on Saturday, albeit they were playing against ten men for a ch- chunk of that game. So they haven't been hammered yet, Hamilton. They're very competitive in their matches, and the defeats they have had have been pretty close, bar the first game of the season against Celtic. But even in that match, I think you watched that game, Hamilton actually played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the scoreline. I didn't really think reflected Hamilton's performance. Um, they got up the park pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I thought things looked reasonably promising despite a 5-1 defeat. Yeah, the ones to start making in New Douglas Park or whatever it's called now, <laughs> um, a bit of a fortress and make it difficult for teams to go there. So they'll have this marked out as a, day, a game they can definitely get a positive result from. In terms of United, they've been obviously really impressive in the corner count. Looking at United's matches, six of their eight games have seen United hit six or more corners, which is actually really, really impressive. They got eight away to Motherwell. They got seven v Ross County. They got ten away to Kilmarnock that we tipped up a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit six v Celtic at home. 8v St Midland last weekend and 7v Hibs. So, one of the best teams in the league at the moment in terms of corners, and that's just given the way they play. That may continue with Shantlin being back in terms of getting balls into the box. We've got a lot of pace going forward through the wing backs. So, in terms of this match here, I think it's a good matchup for two sides who have really positive corner counts. And I think at the moment, looking at, that, at this game, it's a bit short at 8 to 11 for 10 or more. However, happy to take it on. I think it's 8 to 11 is probably the lowest I would go, to be fair. Yeah. Um, in terms of the nap, I don't like to go below on 4 to 5, but I'm not going to try and find something else just for the sake of what a small margin between 8 to 11 and 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the angle here is over sorry, over 9.5 corners, 10 or more corners in this match, and that's 8 to 11 with Skybet. And I think given that Hamilton have seen almost 13 corners a game on average so far this season, and United have seen 11.5, I think we can assume that both sides should rack up um, at least four or five corners each. And if that's the case, 10 should deliver fairly comfortably. One thing I was going to ask you was what's noticeable, noticeable about the United's corner count is they've actually won the corner race. I think that's what you call it. Um, in, what, five out of their eight games? No way. Twice they've not they've, they've lost the corner races against Rangers and Celtic, and the other time is when they've shared the same number of corners with St Johnson. Is that a market you ever look at in terms of a team uh, outscore the other in terms of corners? I do privately sometimes. Yeah, I think you can get really good odds, obviously, on the corner race. I'm not a massive fan of the handicap on the corner count. I must admit, mm-hmm. I think we did a few of them um, in Belarus back in June, July time. I think I did it twice, and can be a bit unpredictable, the, the handicap betting in corners. But it's definitely worth looking at, especially in play. I think with corner markets, I think we'll probably dedicate a podcast to this, but there's real scope there to get some really good prices and some really good winners on the corner markets in play. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've got a side. I think a perfect example was Moda last night in yeah. the, the Champions League qualifier against Fans Faros. I think they were, what, 2-0 down. They were on six corners with half an hour to go. 
and I think we ended up with 11. So there's definitely scope there and in-play for corner markets. But yeah, I would definitely encourage people to have a look at the race to three, five and seven, but also uh, have a think about doing it in-play as well. Yeah, and I think that is a good example last night whereby there was a team that were a couple of goals down chasing the game. You know, I think the natural tendency would be to back the team who are on top to get the most corners, but actually you tend to find that the corners works the other way. You know, if a team is actually chasing the game, um, pushing forward, they're more likely to get corners despite the fact that they're a goal or two down. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a lot of success privately with in-play bets on corners in the last kind of 10, 12 minutes of matches. Mm. You tend to get around even money. 10 to 11 for another two corners if you, if you throw in injury time you're talking a good 14-15 minutes yeah. um, to get two corners especially when you've got a game balance with a team chasing the game Yeah. so it's definitely, definitely worth looking at OK so the bet on that one is over 10 sorry 10 plus corners uh, at 8 to 11 and that is your weekend nap in Scotland yes OK elsewhere on Saturday we've got Livingston v St Johnson Um I'll just let you rant about St. Johnson for a bit, will I? Um, to, to have to. <laughs> right, I've, got, I've got a question for you about St. Johnson. Fire away. Now, they are five of their eight games this season have finished 1-0, four of them yes. being 1-0 defeats. When was the last time St. Johnson won a league match by more than a single goal? Oh, more than a single goal. No, you've got me there. So it was 39 league matches ago. Was it? Uh, the 11th of May 2019 against Motherwell, a 2-0 win. Wow. Split. So there you go. I just thought it was quite interesting. I was just looking no, at No, it's an interesting fact. Lots of tight 2-1s and 1-0s yeah. there then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we've obviously lost four games 1-0 this season. And I, I say this not through any blue tinted specs, but <laughs> in those four 1-0 defeats... I'm telling you right now, we, really we did not lucky. deserve to lose right. any of them. <laughs> Aberdeen 1-0 on top for most of the game. Aberdeen scored late in the second half. 1-0 Aberdeen. Um, the Hibs match, um, we got a goal disallowed. It should have stood. And Hibs got a penalty in the 90th minute. 1-0 down, game over. Um, we then lost 1-0 at Motherwell um, two weeks ago. And I think Motherwell scored in the third minute. Shut up shop and we're happy to defend for um, 85 minutes I'm just waiting now for the wrath of Motherwell fans contacting me <laughs> telling me I'm talking nonsense <laughs> maybe a little bit unfair but I think we were the better team in that day as well and missed some really good chances and last weekend just sums it up against Ross County um, uh, in swinging free kick just evades everyone as it often does sneaks in and again we've missed a couple of good chances lots of balls into the box we had a few stats so far that nobody's put more balls into the box or crosses than we have, other than Rangers. So I don't think we have the points tally that our play deserves. And we travelled to Livingston off on Saturday. Um, it's a difficult place to go. It's not a place we've done that well in recently, to be fair. Um, no one has. No. <laughs> and I think Livingston are still a bit hit or miss. I think they did okay against Celtic. Scored some cracking goals against Celtic, actually last weekend but it's not a match to have any sort of confidence in um, the outcome for that game and there's, there's little to go on in terms of trying to find any value for that match Yeah I think this one's a proverbial toss of a coin Livingston are now three wins from 17 
this calendar year. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think wouldn't be surprised if all three of those have been at home. Um, so far this term, they've taken what four points? Sorry, five points. Four of which have been won at home. So find themselves. You have to what, fancy what for this match. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to take anyone, goals, yeah. I think. It's a game that Livingston kind of will have penciled in as a, a three-pointer for them, I would think. I think St Johnson will as well. We've got Celtic up next. So we do need to get a win back on the board. Mm. Um, it's very, very tight, obviously, at the bottom. Yeah. But I think if we were to lose that match, you then play Celtic, you're then probably looking at being kind of bottom two, albeit you're not that far off kind of the top um, teams above you. Yeah, so it's no bet for us in that one, but I think, like most people, we probably don't expect too many goals in it. No, I, I don't think I don't think there will be. I think um, under two point five goals is very short at uh, four to seven. Yeah, but, but yeah, a, that's a got one nil somebody written all over it. And going yeah. by our game so far, it'll probably be one nil, Livy. You heard it here first. Yes. Okay, the other game on Saturday is uh, St Mirren v Comarnock and St Mirren's kind of early season optimism seems to have gone. It's been a really tough couple of weeks for them. Yeah, Tony Fitzpatrick's dreams of top three, I think, are over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They start off very well, but I think the COVID stuff didn't help them. They obviously got a man sent off at United last week, albeit they were 2-0 down at a time. They got beat from Celtic before that. So it's another tough game for them Kilmarnock have obviously performed pretty well in recent weeks they picked up that 4-0 win against United unlucky up at Aberdeen to lose 1-0 probably and they got a really morale boosting 2-1 win at home against Hamilton last weekend with 10 men again it's another match difficult to call St Mirren are tough to beat at home don't concede many goals Um, I couldn't put an angle in this match and it's very similar to the St Johnson Livingston game trying to pick a winner here it's difficult. I think St Mirren at home are tough to beat. And we say that about a lot of teams, but they don't check many goals at home, St Mirren. But I guess the biggest problem at the moment is they're not scoring many goals. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kilmarnock, they're sitting kind of mid-table, um, dig a wee bit deeper, they've not won away from home, but the three defeats away from home have been at Rangers, Aberdeen and Hibernian. Yeah. You know, so that's three out of the expected top four. So uh, I'm prepared to cut my wee bit of slack in that respect, um, you know, and maybe similar to what you're, you're we're talking about with St. Johnson, maybe in a, a slightly false position um, and maybe would expect to have more points than they currently have given some of the, the fixtures that they've they've had to play so far. So for me, I think Kilmarnock at 13 to 10, given... I, I suspect things might be fairly low at St Mirren just now. I think 13-10 Kilmarnock probably looks the bet for me in this one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think if I was to pick anyone out that match, I think momentum's probably with Kilmarnock. But as we often say in the early part of the season, I don't think any result here would be a surprise. No. OK, uh, that moves us on to Sunday and we've got a few good-looking games, actually. Uh, Motherwell v Rangers, Celtic v Hibs and Ross County v Aberdeen. We're going to start with Motherwell's home match against Rangers and Motherwell, massive win for them last weekend at Aberdeen. Starting to put a, a string of results together after a very, very disappointing start. We've already touched on they face a tough trip to Israel um, in the Europa League. Um, but I would expect to give Rangers some sort of test on Sunday. I think you'd like to think so anyway. And I think it helps also that Rangers 2 are playing tonight in the Europa League. So it kind of levels it out a little bit. 
in terms of Motherwell obviously having played that extra game, um, obviously with Rangers playing too. So yeah, that result last weekend at Aberdeen was terrific. Aberdeen don't lose many goals at home, especially against sides outside Rangers and Celtic. So to go up 3-0 after what, was it 25 minutes? Yeah. Game over. Um, really, really good performance by them. Great result. I think Aberdeen, you could probably say, just a bad day at the office for them. And these days do happen. But I think for Motherwell, back-to-back league wins for the first time this season. That's them won two games in a row now. And they've shot right up that league. So I think we're very critical of Motherwell at the start of the season. They were in the game in most of their matches. Very competitive, lots of corners, but just no end product. So tonight's a bit of a free hit for them, to be fair. Um, and they'll come back and they'll play a Rangers side who, again, dropped points the weekend, last weekend against Hibs. So I'm not saying there's pressure. Well, there is pressure on Rangers, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll change that. There there's, is pressure there's on Rangers There's always pressure here. on Rangers. There's always pressure. But even more so now, they've drawn, they've drawn two away matches and Celtic yeah. now have the edge. I think looking at this game, Motherwell have hit 6.5 team corners a game so far this season which is the second highest in the league. They've hit four or more corners now in six of their eight games. And just looking at the individual matches, they hit three at Celtic Park, they got five last weekend against Aberdeen, and they've hit ten at Hibs. And they've had a few high corner counts at home as well. Mm. So initially looking at this market against Rangers, we obviously we backed Hibs last weekend to hit four or more, and that landed at five to four. That's Hibs, that, that Strangers now conceded six at Hamilton and six at Hibs. I think Motherwell are, are in a decent place at the moment in terms of performance-wise, and there's no reason why at home, given the way they play, they can't hit four or more. And I think the fact as well, you'd expect Motherwell to be chasing the game. You'd expect yeah. Rangers to lead this match, and Motherwell are going to have to go for it if they go one or 2 nil down. Yeah. So that definitely helps. And I think you do call it a couple of times. Motherwell tend to do their best corner performances when chasing matches, mm-hmm. which you'd expect. Yeah, and that's yeah, I think why they only got what was it three corners against St Johnson two weeks ago, because they went one no up early doors and essentially had something to sit on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it looks ready made for it. It's similar to the situation we were discussing with uh, Molder last night in Europe. Um, it's also a game that are a fixture that tends to see some goals as well. I know Rangers have been keeping clean sheets up until last week. I felt kind of last week was the first proper test um, that they had against an attacking team. Um, but there's been 30 goals scored in the last seven meetings between the two sides. Having said that, I would have wanted a wee bit bigger than 8-13 to 13 on over two and a half goals. So, yeah. although that's... Short, isn't it? Yeah, although it's a bet I would like to take on, it's just too short for me. Um, I think you could, look, you could look at Motherwell to score... Is that forty-five possibly? Is it bigger than that? Uh, yeah, I should tell you in a second. It is eight to eleven. Eight to eleven, yeah, a bit short. A bit short. It's quite um, surprising actually because they're eight to one to win the match. Yeah. So the because have been a bit sly with this, I think. Motherwell yeah, should be a bigger price, especially given Rangers' defensive record this, mm, this season, yes. which has been excellent. Um, so yeah, again, I would want that to be slightly bigger, especially when we come on to the Celtic and Hibs game, we're going to talk about Hibs uh, scoring at Celtic Park. Um, but anyway, so your bet is Motherwell... Yeah, so usually Skybet unfortunately have best price for a lot of team corner counts, yep. but not on this occasion. I think Skybet are only 8-13 to 13 for Motherwell to hit four or more. Mm-hmm. So you can get over 3.5 Motherwell corners with bet 365 at 6-5. to five. 
and that's your best bet in that game then. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it should be a really good game to watch. Actually, I think very similar to what hopefully we got at Easter Road last weekend between Hibs and Rangers. So, expecting a good game here, and I definitely think Motherwell are worthy of backing to hit four corners in this match. Okay, on uh, a similar vein, we have Hibs at Celtic, uh, and again, we would expect this to be a fairly good and open game. And you're looking at corners for Hibs in this one. Yeah, I think we're still getting really good value in this market and I still think it's a market that I've always said the bookies often struggle to price up and that's probably why we often have to wait until Wednesday evening Thursday to try and get any sort of prices for, for these markets so they travel to Celtic Park I think it's worth noting that Celtic have conceded two goals against Livingston they lost a goal against Hamilton they lost eight corners against Hamilton in that opening day and they've shipped corners at Dungeon United. So I think this will be a tough test for Celtic and it's probably their toughest game of the season, um, I would say, so far. I don't think Celtic have played Aberdeen yet, have they? No, no that was one of the games so This is probably Celtic's toughest match yep. on on paper. And I think Hibs will be delighted to get that draw last weekend against Rangers. They look a threat going forward and I think they'll have their moments in the match. I think Celtic will have obviously most to play, but I think with the pace that they have in the team, Hibs... They'll definitely venture into the Celtic box um, on more than two or three occasions. And I think for them to hit four or more corners is really, really tasty at 6-4. to four. Hamilton have done it. Livingston scored there twice last weekend. Um, Hibs to score, I think, something you want to speak about? Yeah, I just think they look look big at 4-5. to five. Um, Celtic have conceded in four of their seven league matches so far, plus obviously that game against Ferenc Varos uh, in the, the Champions League as well. Um, Hibs have actually had their best form away from home. They've won four away. Um, so I just think 4-5. For a Celtic defence that doesn't look entirely settled so far this season, um, I just think it looks a decent price. I think as well with Celtic playing tonight in Europe, it's a long trip to Latvia. Again, not getting back home for the early hours. They'll do a light training session on Saturday, probably. Then they've got a game on Sunday. So Hibs have got a full week to recover, a full week's rest before this match. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think Hibs can go there. Not expecting Hibs to win, not at all, but I definitely think Hibs can be competitive. And I think the 6-4 to four on them hitting four corners is, is a really good price. 6-4? to four. Yeah, 6-4. to four. You can get, I think you can get 4-6 to six on them hitting three. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, isn't a bad price either. Yeah. But yeah. happy to take the extra value at six to four, given that Hibs have hit some decent corners this season so far, and it will be a tough game for Celtic. Okay. And wrapping things up is uh, Ross County's home match against Aberdeen, and Aberdeen actually have a fairly decent record against Ross County. They obviously, have a tricky, difficult trip uh, to Sporting Lisbon uh, tonight but you'd expect that they will want to get back on track with a win on Sunday in the Premier Premiership. Yeah, I think of recent results are definitely to go by. I think you just ignore last weekend's result against Motherwell. And as I said before, it's a classic case of bad day at the office. Um, just write that weekend off. But other than that, though, I think they've won their previous four games um, pretty tight defensively, and you can get four to five on Aberdeen to win. Again, it's a bit short. I think you'd be looking for a little bit more than four to five away from home at this, yeah. part, at this part of the season. It's interesting. I mean, they got a really good result in Norway last week um, ahead of playing against Motherwell. You just wonder how much that took out of them as a squad. Um, mm. And if, again, if 
midweek European action is going to affect them this weekend. I think it does. I don't think the Scottish squads are, are massive, so they, they can't ring too many changes. Mm. Um, so tonight we'll take it out of them. Again, it's a Thursday night, a trip away in Europe, it's going to be a tough match. It's going to be probably pretty warm as well, probably. So it's not ideal preparation for any league game because clubs don't get much time to recover. They arrive back home early hours of Friday morning. If they don't stay overnight, they've then got pretty much, what, one day, two days recovery yeah. and straight into another match. So Ross County at home this season, other than obviously the Celtic game, which I think finished, was it 5-0 Celtic won that match? Yeah, yeah. Ross County were in the match. They had lots of chances. Um, they won last weekend against St Johnston. Didn't threaten too much. But I always find with Ross County, though, they're always a goal threat and they're always likely to score. Um, so I think in this match, I think both teams to score kind of appeals to me a little bit at 19-20. to 20. Yeah, five of the last six meetings I've seen both teams score. See, I knew that. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised to see Ross County score here. I think Aberdeen are, right, are rightly favourites. I think four to five is a little bit short. I'd be expecting maybe 10 to 11 even money for the Aberdeen win. Mm-hmm. Um and I think both teams to score looks not a bad shout either at just a sheet below evens. Yeah, can't really argue with that. Aberdeen haven't really been scoring too many, but um, yeah, in a game that it might be difficult to find an angle, then both teams to score looks as good as any. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that that's us covered the six games in the Premiership. We're going to move on. We've got one selection in Belarus this weekend, uh, and it's probably match of the day. A match of the weekend in the, the top division in Belarus, Greg? It is, yes. Yeah. So it's getting really tight at the top, as you as you said. I think um, Bat Borisov have kind of extended their lead at the top. But it is very tight. Shakhtar are still right up there, uh, chasing their tail. And there's quite a few sides now starting to gather, albeit they're a few points behind. I think Torpedo are playing Neiman Grodno on Saturday. And that's my kind of look at for this this weekend for match day 25. Now, Neiman Grodno are sitting third for a cracking season. They need to win this match, though, really, if they want to have any realistic chance of staying in touch with Bat Borisov. But they've got a really tough game on Sunday, Saturday, against Torpedo. Torpedo are, at the moment, probably one of the form teams in the league. They've picked up 14 points from the last available 18. And if they win this match, depending on the scoreline, they could actually leapfrog Neiman Grodno and slide into third, which is terrific given where they were probably, what, two or three months ago. So they're unbeaten in eight, and they've only lost two of their last 12 home games. So it should be a cracking match. Looking at Torpedo's corner counts as well, they're hitting 6.4 corners a game at home, which is the fourth best in the league. They've hit four or more corners now, in seven of their last eight matches. And they're actually in cracking form. In terms of goal scoring form, they've hit four, three, three, one, four, and three goals in their last six matches. So they've scored three or more now in five of their last six. And that included a 3 2 home victory against Bat Borisov. So I wouldn't be surprised to see goals in this game. It's nine to 10. I think given the fact that Neiman Grodno defensively are pretty strong would just probably put me off that. But there's no denying that Torpedo are in terrific form, will likely score on on Saturday. And I think if you look at Neiman Grodno's matches, they've shipped at least three corners in all 12 away games. 
and they've also shipped at least four corners in t- 10 of those 12 away games. So this is a massive game for Torpedo if they've got any aspirations of kind of putting a little bit of pressure on Shakhtar and backboarders over the top. They're at home, as I said, in great form. I think five to f- four to five for f- five or more Torpedo corners looks a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also call out that Torpedo are actually 10 games unbeaten against Neiman Grodno in all competitions. So I think for this game here, Neiman Grodno will try and keep it tight defensively, which suits me fine, because I think Torpedo need to win this match and to hit five corners, I think, looks really good at, five, at four to five. Okay, so back on corners in Belarus after after last weekend. Um, and again, it's a bet that served you well over the season. Yeah, it's been a terrific market, the corners bets in, in Belarus. There hasn't been many losers at all, especially on the, on the team corner counts. And as I said at the start of the podcast, I was really upset that I missed out on um, <laughs> Minster to hit four or more. Because yeah. I think to hit four or more is a is a lovely market, and it, it lands a lot for us. In fact, FC Minsk played yesterday, so I started doing my research um, on what I think for this weekend on Tuesday for Belarus, and I had the FC Minsk game fully locked down, marked out, and didn't realise we were playing yesterday until probably about one o'clock, an hour before kickoff. Okay. So they won that match four 0 and I think the corner count ended eight six. To Smolovici. So Smolovici are a side who are going to be relegated, but at home, I think they're another side to keep an eye out for in terms of hitting some corners. So, again, another really good result for Minsk. And that's part of the reason why I was on them last weekend to score at the Grodno. Unfortunately, it didn't, but another good win for them, and they're starting to prop up the league. Yeah, and this weekend we've got there's another three games on Sunday, which you said before we started recording the podcast that you'll have a look at. Um, yeah, there's some cracking games on Sunday for corners. So our podcast favourites, Belshina, are actually at home to Shakhtar. They're 8-1 to one to win the match, Belshina. I'm not sure if that's fair or not. Maybe it is, given Shakhtar are having a cracking season. Um, and obviously I think they won. They got beat actually last weekend from Slavia, I think, Shakhtar. But prior mm. to that, the new manager they got a 5-0 win against Vitesque so I'm really keen to see Bolshina if they're 8-1 to to win the match really keen to see what sort of market we'll get on Bolshina to hit 4 or more corners mm-hmm. I probably won't touch 5 but very keen to see what 4 plus is like and again you've also got Vitesque playing um, on Sunday too they have been really good for us over the last couple of months but again disappointed on, sun- on Saturday I think it finished 4-3 in corners in their game against Boshina on Saturday just past. And finally, um, it's the, I guess, match of the day, you could say, between the big guns. Um, Dynamo Brest, last season's champions, travelled to Bat Borisov. So I think, again, Bat Borisov, heavy, heavy, heavy favourites. And I'd be keen to see what sort of price we could get on Dynamo Brest to hit four or more. I think, as you remember, the start of the season for the first two months, Dynamo Brest were the corner kings of the universe. Yeah. So we'll be keen to see um, what sort of markets we get. No prices out yet, but I'll, I'll share those on the channel um, over the course of the weekend. Okay, so worth looking out for if you're on Greg's private channel um, for Bets in Belarus on Sunday. Before we wrap up, um, we just kind of we touched on the Premier League in England uh, last weekend. There was just a I don't even know how many goals there were in the end up, but <laughs> you had said to me that you might might be offering up an apology on the basis that you often 
<laughs> did right the Premier League, um, but certainly last weekend was was very entertaining. Um, and the one thing that we wanted to flag up was the fact that there were so many penalties awarded. And I think I'd spoken to you kind of halfway through the fixtures just to say that it was going to stick on some penalty bets. As it turned out, there were seven of the ten matches saw a penalty awarded. And if you've seen some of the penalties that got awarded and what they got awarded for... Scandalous. Absolutely scandalous. <laughs> just ridiculous handball decisions and uh, very slight technical offences that seem to be um, enough to get a penalty awarded. So it's just to flag that up, really. Penalty being awarded is roughly 74, maybe 2-1 to one in certain games. And that just might be a wee route to look into this weekend. Um, no, totally. I, th- I think it's a really good spot. I, I love little trends like these as the season progresses. And I think obviously with VAR and the fact that we are seeing lots of penalties given for quite outrageous non-penalty reasons. Yeah. So I think 74 probably used to be obviously a bit bigger than that. Yeah. But I think 74 is still not a bad price. If you can get three or four of them in a line, then it's a, it's a, it's a great little whacker. Yeah, might be worth doing a little permed yeah, line definitely. Um, and just seeing how many you can rack up. Interestingly, of the oh, would they say seven of the seven that were awarded, three were actually missed at the weekend, although one was retaken and subsequently scored. Um, in fact, there were eight penalties awarded because there was two in the Leeds match. So, yeah, it's just something I'm going to have a wee shot at it this weekend. I just thought I'd mention it on the podcast. Yeah, good. Um, I'm keen all... to see how um, Leeds perform this, this weekend. I think two teams to keep an eye out for, obviously, for goals is Leeds and Fulham. I think Leeds at both ends, I think they're more than capable of scoring goals, but I don't think they can go gung-ho like they're doing so far when matches yeah. 4-3 every week. Yeah. So they've, they've shipped seven goals in their first two games. Yeah. Thankfully for them, they've scored goals, but um, we can see how they get on this weekend. And Fulham, who I think we can all agree, are probably going to ship two goals a game every game. Look like they're going to struggle, don't they? Yeah, it's a shame. I think they just don't have enough quality defensively. And I think Scott Parker is probably pulling his hair out that his team needs to be a bit more savvy uh, defensively. And it's yeah. not stuff you can do in the training ground, it's just about how they react to the game in the day. But they look like they're going to ship quite a lot of goals this season. So yep. we'll keep to see how they get on. Uh, the other thing I was just going to flag up was there was three red cards last weekend in the Premier League as well. Um, so that's just a trend worth keeping an eye on, if indeed... You know, we're going to see penalties for fairly minor offences then as the, the red card count going to rack up accordingly as well. So worth keeping an eye on that one. Probably getting about 41-ish on a red card in any given game. But um, yeah, we'll see how this weekend pans out yep. with the reds. OK, can you just give us a wee recap then of your best bets for the weekend? I'll see how, how the old memory is. So <laughs> we're starting on Saturday. We've got Hamilton versus Dundee United on Saturday at three o'clock. And that's his weekend's nap. And I'm taking 10 or more corners at 8 to 11 with Skybet. Moving into Sunday, we've got two corner bets. So we have Motherwell at home to Rangers. And I'm taking Motherwell to hit four or more corners at 6 to 5. And that's with bet 365. And also on Sunday, I'm taking Hibs away to Celtic to hit four or more corners again at what I think is a really good price of 6 to 4. And that's with Skybet as well. And finally, moving into Belarus on Saturday at four o'clock, I'm taking Torpedo to hit five or more corners at home to Neiman Grodno, and that pays four to five. And as I said, there's three matches on Sunday from Belarus that I'm really keen to look at for corners that I'll share on the channel um, over the next 
probably 24 hours once we get markets out. Good stuff. Now, don't miss our Norwegian podcast, which we recorded with David Weatherston last night. Um, plenty of tips in there for the elite season and Oberstligan matches this weekend, so make sure you catch that. And that's us for this edition of the podcast. Hopefully we've given you some pointers for the weekend. Certainly there's some good bets in there from Greg with his nap and his uh, couple of corner bets as well. Don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84. And if you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's private Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. If there's anything you want us to discuss on the podcast or if you have any questions, then please don't hesitate to get in touch either via Twitter or via email where you can reach us reach us at hello at gambler.co.uk. So best of luck with your bets this weekend, Greg, and uh, good luck to all our listeners. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Cheers. <laughs>